Welcome to the Rotten Round Table. <laughs> What's up and welcome to the Horrorcast, episode number 171. And tonight we will be doing our May Rotten Roundtable. Uh, did we do it April? I don't know if we did an April Rotten Roundtable. We've been bad, bad people. Bad, bad people. <laughs> We're sorry uh, for those of you who depend on us for that kind of thing, but been busy but we're back uh doing a rotten roundtable this week uh and we will talk about everything that we've been watching um these are the episodes where we talk about horror news what's going on in the horror world uh, of note we go through the the releases that are coming out in the calendar month that we're in and then we go around the rotten roundtable and we talk about what we've been watching so did want to say that uh if it's a newer movie we won't spoil that movie if we uh talk about an older movie, say from the seventies or the eighties or something, just know that it could, we, we could drop a spoiler. So just be warned. Uh, I am Mark Nato. I'm one of your hosts tonight and we're going to bring in, uh, from, from, uh, Connecticut, uh, old, old Revenant Vin is actually joining us tonight and has an impressive, an impressive <laughs> number of watches tonight. Yeah. It's only impressive for me. <laughs> no, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> it's not that impressive. Uh, it's yeah, impre- um, impressive compared to Mark tonight. <laughs> I, I have been making these rotten round tables a little bit more consistently. Um, so you have that's pretty good. Uh, my my life is in a little bit more you have order but, than it but once it's, was. It's normally I'm coming on. I've got two movies, and yeah, what, this time you're like I'm coming on. I got like six movies. That's a lot. <laughs> Again, it's not a lot, but for me, it's a lot. <laughs> it's plenty for a rotten round table between yeah. four people. <laughs> yeah. So good to have you, Vin. Uh, we'll also, uh, Jessica's already weighing in here. I didn't even introduce her. She's uh, just putting her stuff right out. I'm just messing with you, Jess. She gets so, you know, look at her face. She's like, oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Jessica, how you doing tonight? Doing good. Excited to be talking to you guys. I miss you guys so much. And I know we've all been getting busy with different things, different big life things going on. So it's awesome. We can finally find a day where we can all talk, all four of us together. Absolutely. We we do try to make this happen. It's just, it's tough juggling uh, four different schedules and it, it's, it's three different time zones too. So it's, it's, uh, sometimes it's a little, little tough, but, uh, we, we try to get it done. Uh, Taminator, how you doing tonight? I'm doing great. It is great to see you guys. Well, sort of see you. I can see Jessica <laughs> and happy <laughs> birthday, Mark. Oh, thank you. Thank Yay, you. Mark. I'll, I'll let you, I'll Mark. let you see me. I have Yay! really, I have really bad sunburn. Oh, I'm upside down because uh, <laughs> my son had like a track meet th- today and uh, 
I went out there. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, yeah. Turned 50, turned 50 this week. So I'm officially an old geezer. Appreciate that. And, um, (laughs) Wanted to let everyone know that Tammy is very cool today, and she is podcasting from a podcast room, I a am. podcast booth, or something. I have to make up for the last couple times I was on here. And she's she's running the podcast gamut. She she will <laughs> podcast with her phone if she needs to. Yep. Uh, <laughs> and she will go and get into a podcast booth. That's nice. Whatever it takes, you know. Whatever it takes. That's right. <laughs> so, all right. Well. Um, let's just jump into it tonight. Uh, we're going to talk about some horror news. That news. I've already said to, to my co-host, I'm a little unprepared. Uh, I usually have things kind of written down before I don't. So I'm just kind of like, uh, going through, um, bloody disgusting. It's no, uh, surprise or secret that I, I use bloody disgusting for all my horror news. It's a great website. Um, sponsor us bloody disgusting. <laughs> uh, Beetlejuice Beetlejuice two, uh, not quite horror, although it's got some horror, uh, undertones. I think they've been kind of, you know, he's hinting at a sequel for quite a while. And now it's kind of um, official. So yeah. Michael Michael Caine or Michael Caine? <laughs> Could you imagine <laughs> Michael Caine as Beetlejuice? Michael Juice. Michael Keaton uh, mm-hmm. will be back as Beetlejuice. Uh, Winona Ryder is coming back, and Catherine O'Hara is is coming back. Yay. Although now I can't I can't see her outside of uh, Shit's Creek. Sorry. <laughs> Um, David, um, and then, uh, Jenna Ortega, uh, who yeah. is the hot actress right now. She's, yeah. everybody wants her and everything, you know, of course, Wednesday and scream six and, and all of that. Uh, she is what I, what I read was that she was coming on board as Winona Ryder's daughter. That is, that's the, you know, I don't know what the, uh, you know, the story is or anything, no plot details out there, but Hey, I'm uh, uh Willem Dafoe just recently joined the cast. Wow. Oh, nice. I hadn't Justin, heard that yet. Justin Thoreau, uh, who didn't he used to date Jennifer Aniston? Yes. That's what he's famous for. I don't know what yes. else he's, <laughs> <laughs> um, but the cool thing is, uh, is that, um, uh, Tim it's Tim Burton is back. So he is the director and Danny Elfman is doing the score. So it's going to be good. I, I have a, I have a I really hope. good feeling. I hope. It's going to be very yeah. good. It's a long time coming. <laughs> yeah. I hope they bring the, the guy back with the little head, the little shrunken <laughs> head. <laughs> um, let's see what else we got. Sister Death. Mm, lots of nun movies. People just find nuns scary, don't they? It's just The Conjuring. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix debuts a teaser for the upcoming prequel uh, uh, from Veronica. Uh, of Veronica. Remember that one? 
Yeah, uh, I like that one. I liked Veronica. Of course, that one was the one that it was, uh, you know, circulating online. You'll never be able to f- finish it. Scariest movie since the act. Remember that? Like yeah. Veronica, Veronica. It was a good movie. It yeah, wasn't like the scariest movie ever made. So that's interesting uh, that it gets a a prequel. Uh, so maybe the the demon or whatever was happening in in Veronica um, that we'll figure out where where it came from. So and Wreck, the director of Wreck, is in a Paco Plaza, which we just did Wreck not too long ago. It was a blind mm-hmm. spot, I believe, for um, Jessica for Jessica. Hey. So, uh, yeah, it's definitely going to be a Spanish-speaking uh, film. But listen, listen to this. This is this is right up my alley. I think it's going to be up yours too, um, Vin. In post-war Spain, okay, it's already a period piece. Is this a Guillermo del Toro movie? Yeah, <laughs> That's what I think. Yeah. In post-war Spain, Narcisa, a young novice with supernatural powers, arrives at a former convent, now a school for girls. You've got me. What convent school for girls? Yes. Become a teacher as the days go by. The strange events and increasingly disturbing situations that torment her will eventually lead her to unravel the terrible skein of secrets that surround the coven and haunt its inhabitants. That's, hey, I'm on board. I'm on board for that. Spain really likes to do things with, like, uh, you know, children and post-war trauma. They do. And ghosts. They They love them some. some Definitely. The um, story kind of reminds me of the devil's backbone, like, right right off the bat. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Terrorvision, bringing... Bringing Indonesian Friday the 13th inspired slasher uh, named, I guess it's Shrigala to Blu-ray this summer. Um, hey, I like a slasher as much as uh, the next person. Uh, this one does not look that great. It's heavily <laughs> inspired by the original Friday the 13th. The picture looks like... Um, uh, Remember the the picture of Alice on the boat with J- uh, Jason coming up behind him or behind mm-hmm. her? It's an Indonesian girl in a boat with a monster behind her. It, I don't know. I don't know. But I'll probably watch it. Um, let's see. Anything else? I'm trying to. Can I bring up some? Absolutely not. Yes, you can. <laughs> you can. He needs all the help he can get. (laughs) These are the trailers that I saw when I went to see Evil Dead. So there's a new Insidious coming out that actually looks good. Uh, One called Talk to Me that looks good. Talk to Me? Yeah, Talk to Me looks good. Why? What are you going to say about it? Is that an A24? I'm trying to remember. I don't don't Uh, remember seeing that. Mm -hmm. Looks good. And then the Stephen King Boogeyman's coming out. And then this weekend, I'm going to see. Wait, I got to look at the name of it again. Hold on. Well, no, I just lost it. No. Hold on. Oh, Sisu. Have you guys heard of that? Sisu? S-I-S-U. I guess it's Sisu. Mm. Isn't that the war one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like Finnish or something. Yeah. Is that the one where the guy just kills everybody? 
Yeah, it's just like going crazy on Nazis or something. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I saw that trailer. Yeah. I, I didn't really think it was horror. I thought it was kind of like. A, I know. I I don't know. I think I it's going to be gory, it. but I don't think it's horror. Yeah. 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 The tagline is "Glorious Carnage," so I just thought I'd mention. Yeah. It. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then Sam Raimi uh, is got a. Uh, a new thriller coming out uh, as as a producer. Don't know who's. Uh, I think it's um, Roy Lee called Boy Kills World, and and their picture is um, the chick from um, Happy Death Day. So that's probably. Oh, it's because she's in it. Jessica uh, Roth is in it. I like. That. So it's gonna. Ha- yeah, it's gonna have that. Um, uh, that kind of horror comedy. What was the one with Vince Vaughn in it too? Oh, uh, Freaky. Freaky. Yeah. I, I mean, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed I that. Yeah. Um, in Boy Kills World, this a boy, Bill Skarsgård, another another good one, is a deaf mute with a vibrant imagination. When his family is murdered, he escapes to the jungle and is trained by a mysterious shaman to repress his childish imagination, become an instrument of death. What okay. the heck? Yes. That went off the rails fast. Of death. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah, it's something, something to look forward to. Uh, well, it doesn't well, sound boring. No, I don't think uh, <laughs> those things would be boring. And... Yeah. Oh, did you see the trailer for the blackening? I have not. You didn't see that? It's like an all black like slasher comedy. It actually looks pretty funny because mm. they're in in the uh, the first scene that they were showing. They're all uh, arguing about who's going to die first because they're all black. <laughs> and they're like, you know what I'm saying? Whatever. So they're going to argue about who's blackest. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was funny. It was pretty funny. So that'll probably be good. Um, did you guys know that there was a Japanese remake of Cube? I did not. Do you know that movie Cube? Yeah, I like Cube. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it was remade. Um, it's on Screenbox. Okay. Um, so if you have Screenbox, I don't. Screenbox used to be pretty much free. It was like $3 a month. I don't know what it is now. I don't have Screenbox. But they're more and more trying to get into um, bringing out original content and that stuff. So, yeah. um, Directed by Yoshihiko Shamizu. I don't know who that is. But, yeah, he did a a Japanese remake of Cube. Uh, so watch it on Screenbox, and it'll be coming to Blu-ray June fifteenth from Terror Vision. Um, I like the the original Cube, so I'll probably check that out. I don't know if that's a two thousand twenty three film or or what, but I'm going to check it out. It looks like you can do Screenbox through Prime and get mm-hmm. like a week free trial, and then it's five dollars a month after that. Five. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, I've done. Screen box a couple times before and it wasn't the greatest, but I'm, I might give it another try. Um, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey 2 begins filming this fall. Um, I saw I saw it and and you know I, I had said before it's not as bad as as you would think, um, but they're rushing out a sequel. So 
I still need to see it. Yeah. Uh, and then the director of Piggy. Remember Piggy? That was French, right? I think that was a French film, wasn't it? I don't know. I didn't see it. I, I didn't know. get to see it, but I thought it was in Spanish. Okay, yeah. Like Spanish, Spanish language, Spanish. so I don't know if it's... Yeah, so, yeah, Spanish filmmaker Carlotta Pereira is back with the new movie, The Chapel. And uh, uh, going to the Keynes Film Festival looks good. Just thought I'd say it because the picture looks pretty cool. So it's supposed to be a horror movie? Oh, yeah, it's definitely a horror movie. Okay, cool. And uh, that's about it that I see. Um, Anybody can think of anything else, let me know. I don't think there's anything. The only thing I can think of that's not real news is just that after Evil Dead Rise, I think Sam Raimi and Bruce are considering like letting people make more movies for the franchise. Not like crazy. Just like the other same universe. Do. Right. Like it, they, I think they still want to have a lot of control and make sure that it, you know, does what it needs to do and it stays a good movie. But I think they're going to try and start allowing other stories to come out of that universe. Mm, like if someone gives them a good pitch, like Lee Cronin did. Okay. Oh, this is the last thing. I'm going to say this because it caught my eye. Cobweb. First look at Lizzie Kaplan, who I guess is the actress, in this new horror movie from the creator of Marianne. Ooh. If you didn't watch Marianne, which Get is on, it. on Netflix, it's a, that, it, that is French. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's like a, um, a little series. What was it? Five episodes? Six? I feel like it was like seven, maybe six or seven episodes. Uh, That was a a few years ago now, I think. At least two. I'm just going to tell you, there were some scenes in that that just ran the the chills up my spine. Um, And it's very rare that a a film does that to me. And there, there was some creepy stuff. So this film is arriving in theaters on July 21st. And it's uh, through Lionsgate, so Cobweb. So I, just based on the fact that she did uh, Marianne, I'm going to see that 1,000%, absolutely. And Lizzie Kaplan's in it. I yeah. love her. Well, I don't know who that is. Who is that? I mean, I know the name, Lizzie Kaplan. Castle. She was, yeah, she's the one who played um, Misery. Uh, what's the lady's name for Misery? Um. <laughs> Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> I can't Kathy think of Bates, the character's name. Kathy Bates, yeah. uh, character. The character. Uh, oh, man, that's going to bug me. But anyways, that's the character that she plays. Yeah. Okay. All righty. All right. So that's uh, our look at horror news. Uh, that's about all that I saw that was worth uh, talking about. So uh, if you have something else, just Talk about it with us on the Facebook page. We're going to take a quick break, and when we get back, we're going to get right into Mark Your Calendars, what's coming out in May. Hey, love horror movies? Yeah, so do Handpicked by experts, psychos, demons, ghosts, the occult, zombies, killer kids, black magic, vampires... Shutter kills Netflix on selection. Screams on demand. Shutter.com. 
All right, we are back, and we're right into Mark Your Calendars. Woohoo! Woohoo! Mark Calendars! Mark Calendars! Uh, I apologize in advance. Again, I said I was not uh, really um, prepared. Usually I have these down like in order of release, uh, and I do not. I do not have that uh, today uh, because I have been busy. Sorry. Sleeping? Busy. Um, All righty. Annie Wilkes. That's right. Annie Wilkes. You got the name. The thing about Annie Wilkes is she wouldn't get out of the cock-a-duty car. (laughs) So, uh, let's see. Here we go. Horror movies coming out uh, in May. Again, it's May... What is it? 18th now? Yeah. Something like yes. that. So uh, some of these have already come out. Uh, the Outpost or just Outpost uh, came to streaming on, on May 19th. So actually, actually uh, tomorrow. That's actually tomorrow. And um, I'm looking to see what that's about. Oh, an abused woman gets a job as a fire lookout in the mountains of northern Idaho hoping the peaceful solitude will heal her trauma. However, the PTSD and isolation have other plans, and it's suddenly a fight to save herself and the town. Alrighty then. Not sure about that. Um, Seven Angels also comes out tomorrow. This is VOD. Um, a famous girl band from Indonesia named Seven Angels um, go on a vacation to Australia where they socialize with a local singer, he takes the girls to Aradale Lunatic Asylum, a former haunted asylum with a dark and horrific history. There you go. Uh, <laughs> not sure if that's going to be any good at all. But, um, Malum will be streaming uh, starting tomorrow. It's actually already, uh, we're going to talk about Malum. Uh, both Tammy and I saw that uh, in the theaters. It had like a, like a one weekend <laughs> limited release. Uh, we'll talk about what that is and everything, but right now the only place I think you can stream it is on voodoo.com. Uh, the Mount two streaming uh, May 12th. I, I've never seen or heard of the Mount one. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's what I was uh, thinking too. <laughs> uh, this has been out since May 5th, the third Saturday in October. Uh, to me, this looks like a, um, a straight-up slasher. When a psycho goes on a murderous rampage after surviving a botched execution, only two survivors of his initial attack can stop him. I don't know any of the actors or actresses. The poster is really cool. They have got a couple different variations. So, yeah. Oh, this is weird because you've got the third Saturday in October, and in the same day, another movie, the third Saturday in October, part five. What? What? I don't, I don't understand what that is. Yeah. So there's, there's two movies that came out the same day, the third Saturday in October and the third Saturday in October part five. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know what that is. Uh, it looks a little weird to me. Uh, Renfield came out on May 2nd. Anybody seen that one yet? That's the one where Nicholas Cage is, uh, uh, Dracula and, um, Nick, what's the guy's name? Nicholas Holt. Holt, 
whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is uh, Renfield, I believe. Um, I, I I'm just going to be honest with you. I have not been like Jonesing to see that. Is that even a word anymore? Jonesing. <laughs> I don't know. There's just something about the trailer and Nicholas. It looks a little stupid to me, but I'll, I'll still watch it when it comes out. On it actually, I think it looks, it looks to me like it'll be more fun than the trailer might suggest. You know, I think it'll, I've <laughs> seen other screenshots where it looks like they might have fun with the, uh, you know, all the iterations of, Dracula yeah. a little bit. Right. So well, I'll give it a try. I haven't seen it, but I really, really want to. Okay. All right. Um, I'll be talking about this one later on uh, May 2nd. The Pope's Exorcist came out. Uh that stars Russell Crowe. We'll talk about that. Um, May 2nd, also a film called Caviar. Um, I don't know much about that at all. Uh, also on poster. It looks interesting uh, The poster's weird It's just mm-hmm. got all kinds of political yeah. uh, Figures on it I don't know um, This one came out at the end of April And since we didn't do an April uh, Round table I'm going to say This um, Clock Which is a film fr- uh, that's on Hulu it's, an, it's a Hulu original horror I think Hulu usually do- Hulu usually does a good job so I'm going to watch that. Uh, also, From Black came out on April 28th. So that is also a film that we'll talk about tonight that I, I want to see. Um, everyone else has seen it, it seems like. Well, Jessica didn't. So um, let's Danger. see. The Curse of Wolf Mountain uh, came out on May 9th. Uh, stars Tobin Bell and and Danny Trejo. Oh, <laughs> that is absolutely a hundred percent guaranteed to stink. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you, Tobin Bell hasn't been in anything good besides for Saul. That's it. That's all. I don't know what is going on, but like he doesn't uh, pick any good roles anymore, or maybe he's just not being offered them. I don't know. Um, May 26th in theaters, I'll be there because The Wrath of Becky is coming out. Remember Becky? Um, the, um, the film about the little girl, uh, Lulu Wilson. Um, Kevin James was the, the bad guy. Oh, yeah. Tra- yeah. Um, she escaped an attack on her family two years ago, and now she takes into her care an old lady, Alina and uh, things make take a turn for the worse when her home comes under attack to take her dog. Oh, yeah. You don't take that Becky's dog. No. No. And it looks like this one's even bloodier and whatever because it's got a red band trailer. That means that it's usually like a little bit more hardcore when you have a red band trailer. So Lulu Wilson is back. And if you don't know who Lulu Wilson is, good little actress. Um, was in the haunting of Hill house. Uh, she was in, um, uh, what was the, um, um, the Ouija two. Remember that mm-hmm. Ouija two was actually good. Yeah. Ouija one stunk, but Ouija two was good. She worked with Flanagan a lot. Yeah. yeah. So it was good. It was good. Um, this one I'm going to say because it's, it's a two four and it's also uh, Ari Aster. 
Uh, but Bo is Afraid uh, comes out May 19th, which is tomorrow at the theaters. Um, this is this is weird. It's described as a horror comedy. Um, it stars Joaquin Phoenix, uh, follows Bo, a deeply paranoid man with a complex and fraught relationship with his mother. His journey to her funeral takes him on... Um, takes him through confrontations with his fears. The less you know, the better for this one. But the return of one of horror's best directors, it must make the list of the biggest horror movies releasing in May. Yeah, I mean, I'll see it, but like, I don't know. It doesn't look horror to me, but I don't know. Yeah, I feel like everything I've heard so far from people is that it's not horror. So it's weird that it's classified as a, I mean, I heard that it's like kind of a dark comedy and it's supposed to be pretty funny, but we'll see. Uh, I haven't heard anybody say anything about this. Uh, May 26 on Netflix, 10 and Tina, a Spanish horror based on a 12 minute short of the same name as a couple adopt orphan twins who have been brought up in a strict coven. Uh, unsurprisingly, their religious obsession soon, soon disturbs their new parents. Um, pair this one up with the Norwegian, the innocence for peak creepy kid vibes. Uh, the picture looks pretty creepy. Like looks almost like a period piece with the creepy kids and like those little nightgowns that they used to wear. Even the mm-hmm. boys would wear a nightgown and they, and they got blood all over them. So, cool. <laughs> you know. Um, Husera, the bone woman came out on May 12th on shutter. I believe Vin will be talking about that tonight. Um, and I think that's, I mean, there's probably, there's definitely more. Here's one called sleeping beauties. I don't know anything about it. Far apart. Is it from the Stephen King book? Uh, doesn't, doesn't look to be. Oh, no. he wrote a book called, so I just wondered. Oh, did he? Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, Kaya gets a job as a maid working in an old, isolated mansion. Okay. I like that already. <laughs> Pregnant and a recent widow, she is desperate to reconnect with her husband, opening a doorway to the spirit world, and in doing so, inadvertently awakes the tormented ghost of her current employer, the previous maids. <laughs> well, that sounds good, but no, it's definitely not the Stephen King book. Yeah. Looks, the the little... um. Uh, not trailer, but the the poster looks pretty cool. But you know, uh, here's one. Mm, May twenty third, exorcism in utero. Alrighty then. Oh uh, no. Also May twenty third, creepy pasta. I feel like we've had tons of movies called creepy pasta, but there you go. Uh, Mercy Falls uh, just came out a few days ago. Um, this is a group of friends. Set off into the Scottish Highlands. I like that already. In search of a long-lost cabin once far from civilization, an unforeseen tragedy befalls the group, and one bad decision leads to a suspicion, betrayal, and murder. Uh, that, that, my friends, is on Tubi. So it's free. And uh, Wolf Mountain, May 9th, uh, came out. Death Party, Undeducated, <laughs> uh, delirium, autumn moon. 
Yeah, these are ones that just, you know, they came out, but they don't look that great. So I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on them. So, um, and I was uh, May 2nd, there was a film called I'll Be Watching. Uh, that is, I'm not sure where that's streaming. Julie's sister was murdered. She and her tech genius husband moved to the country and he installs a top notch security system. When he leaves on a work trip, she gets trapped inside and is convinced that the killer is having fun playing a sick game of psychological torture before killing her like her sister. Hmm. That, that doesn't look uh, too awful bad. Uh, there's a, a horror Western that came out a few days ago called, get this, get the play on words here, Oregon Trail. Get it? Oregon Trail. You have this in Terry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, The Haunting of Hellhole Mind just came out today. Uh, Whatever. Uh, Motion Detected. Um, That is another, like, horror, uh, tech horror uh, type thing. And, yeah. And And I think that's about it. I think that's about it. That's all I'm going to get. There's nothing really in the theaters that I could Mm -hmm. see. Nothing, nothing until uh, June. Some, some things start to come out in the theaters. But, uh, yeah. Anybody else? Anything? Anything? Nope. I don't have anything. Nope. All right. We're going to take a quick break uh, to clear our throats. And then when we get back, we're going to go around the rotten round table and talk about what we've been watching. We'll be right back. Let's hide in the attic. No, in the basement. Why can't we just get in the running car? Are you crazy? Let's hide behind the chainsaws. Smart. Okay, yeah, okay. If you're in a horror movie, you make poor decisions. That's what you do. I'm being quiet. Breathing on me. If you want to save 15% or more on car insurance, you switch to Geico. It's what you do. All right, we are back, and it's time to go around the Rotten Roundtable and talk about what we have been watching. Again, just a little uh, caveat. If it's an older movie, we might spoil it. If it's a newer movie, we will not spoil it. Um, but we'll just tell you our our basic thoughts about it and whether you should uh, you know, bother watching it or go out to the theater, run out to the theaters and see it um, or what. So let's start with Vin, since Vin's got so many movies tonight. <laughs> I keep saying that, but um, so yeah, the first one I'll talk about is uh, Husera the Bone Woman, which I think just came out on Shutter. Yep. I'd seen it. I mean, it's probably been about a month now since I've seen it, but um, it's one that got a lot of buzz. Uh, it's gotten a lot of positive reviews. Uh, so this is a, a Mexican film uh, directed by Michelle uh, Garza. Cervera, I think. Uh, and the plot, it follows a, a pregnant, uh, she's a, you know, kind of a young wife um, who finds herself being haunted and harassed by these kind of dark supernatural forces through the course of her pregnancy. Um, I do think, I like the movie, but I think the film kind of works better as a drama rather than really as a horror film. Uh, a lot of the reviews I've seen, the positive ones have really emphasized how creepy it is, but I didn't, I didn't quite get that. Um, I don't want to get too spoilery. I mean, these these supernatural attacks are very symbolic in nature. Uh, it's like the haunting overall feels kind of like a metaphor for the pressures that like LGBT people feel 
right, uh, to conform to cultural and gender norms. And as the movie goes on, you start, I think that becomes more and more clear. Uh, our main character is kind of trying to be this kind of good traditional wife, but she is obviously not really suited for that role. Um, and the more she's like in denial, the more intense the hauntings become. Although, you know, the for me at least, the supernatural aspects didn't really land as hard as I would have liked. They're fairly, for me at least, kind of tame and underdeveloped. I didn't entirely understand what was supposed to be going on sometimes. Um, but the central drama that you're following, I think, is well done. Um, it's also got a kind of a weird and interesting way of aligning the like LGBTQ community uh, with more like folk folk and occult practices in Mexico. And the Catholic Church is seen as being aligned, I think, understandably with like traditional gender norms. Um, but it the movie doesn't disparage either of them. Um, it kind of sees them as both legitimate, even if they don't mix very well. Uh, but, you know, I enjoyed the movie overall, but I think as a horror film, it could have been more hard hitting, but I would still recommend that people check it out. I think as a, as a drama with some horror elements, it works pretty well. Okay. That sounds good. It does. You said it's Mexican? Yeah. It's funny. It I recommends thought, I that it, I'm watching it. I thought it was like, uh, Asian, but I was wrong. All right. Tammy. Okay, so I will start off with my favorite thing that I've seen, and me and Vin kind of arm wrestled over this, but he was gracious <laughs> enough to let me have it. So, and I think it's like one of the one of the few things I've watched this year that I was like, yes, something for my list. You know, just tears <laughs> been kind of dry. Anyway, and yeah. that is from yeah, from Black. Um, I saw this had, I almost didn't watch it because I saw it had like a four on IMDb and a, like a 38% yeah. on the tomato meter. But then I saw the audience score was like 89%. And then after I watched it, I was like, yeah, that sounds about right for, you know, you got to go with what the people say. <laughs> so anyway, a young mother crushed by guilt after the disappearance of her young son five years previously is presented with a bizarre offer to learn the truth and set things right. But how far is she willing to go and is she willing to pay the terrifying price for a chance to hold her boy again? So this seems like a running theme, at least of stuff that I've watched this year. It's like, you know, what limits will parents go to for their kids? Um, and I need to mention the stars. There's very few in this. So this stars Anna Camp, who I recognize from the great movie, The Help. I think more people probably know her from the Pitch Perfect movies. She's usually the blonde you know, goody goody. Well, she is sporting brunette here, hair here, and is looking like an absolute snack. I have to say, she looks really good. <laughs> she that hair. Absolute um, Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Argue with me. She looks good. Um, and she's acting so against type. Uh, uh, anyway, I maybe or unless maybe this is who she really is, and maybe that little blonde goody goody is her acting. I don't know, but she ought to stick with it, whatever she's got going on now. Um, and she's playing a meth addicted, like bottom of the barrel. It is just so against everything I've ever seen her in any way. She does a really, really good job. So this only has about four people in it. Um, but I can, I, I thought each one was excellent playing opposite her is John Ailes, who also produces his IMDB has like three things and he looks like he's about my age, our, our age mark. So I don't know if he's like changing <laughs> life plans midstream or what, but every 
or if he's just been maybe behind the camera up until now. But every time he was on screen, I was just really drawn to him. He's just got a look to him. And then also with very few credits is uh, Travis Hammer playing her method to baby daddy Wyatt. Um, he gives an amazing performance. Like if you look at him, like his picture on IMDb versus what he plays in this movie, it, it's, he's not even recognizable. Um, and let's see. So uh, what really surprised me was this ended up being like a creature movie, which I didn't even know, which I, I shouldn't even have just said anything because I would like everyone to be as surprised as I was. But this creature, creature of the year so far was so good. And it really made me like, oh, I could feel it when it was on the screen. You know, it just really got to me. They did a great job. And yes, it's CGI, but it's really good CGI. I was like, holy just crap. Just like the cursed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, I, I didn't know it was coming. And then all of a sudden there it was. And I was like, holy crap, what the heck is that thing? So it was really good. Um, and she has to make a deal with it. I don't know. If, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's a devil. Maybe Vin can weigh in what he thinks it is. I have no idea. And, but for having such a scant budget, they, I, they obviously put every cent they had into this creature is like at least what I think anyways. Anyway, I absolutely love this. I don't want to say, I'm trying not to say too much because it was just such a surprise and such a pleasant surprise. And, um, but it's, I guess in a roundabout way, it's a deal with the devil kind of movie, but that's just my interpretation. I think there's a hundred interpretations that you could have. So Vin, take it away. Yeah. I mean, I'd largely, I'm largely agreeing with you, everything that you're saying here. Um, I have to, I think, the whole time I'm looking, I'm watching this movie. I can't help but think that it's reminiscent of a dark song. Uh, one of my favorite films that came out in 2017. It's a slow burn, very mm -hmm. reminiscent of that. Yeah. Um, so reminiscent that at times it feels like an American remake um, of that movie. Although there are some fundamental differences. Um, like I said, I was a big fan of a dark song up until the last five minutes. Uh, I think that movie mistakes vengeance for justice and that the resolution is completely misguided. Um, I don't think the movie is saying what it thinks it's saying um, in that. So I find it very frustrating because I love the movie up until that point. Um, so while From Black, it doesn't achieve the creepy atmosphere of a dark song, but it doesn't suffer from the same thematic confusion. Uh, so there's a trade-off here, right? Uh, as far as the plot's concerned, like, you know, we have a similarity, but instead of a grieving mother performing a ritual in an empty house to with a male guide, right? Uh, just mm -hmm. like in the other movie, in order to punish a killer of her son in a dark song, we have a grieving mother performing a dark ritual in an empty house with a male guide uh, in order to resurrect her dead son. Um, yeah. So yeah, very similar plots, but there are enough differences that still make this movie its own thing. Um, and, you know, like, <laughs> kind of like Tim was alluding to, I've seen mostly negative reviews online, but I did like this one. I think the yes. score, which is mm -hmm. the score, which is also reminiscent of a dark song. Yeah. You <laughs> is say stellar. It, yeah. <laughs> it's got the creaking strings and the deep bass. Yeah. Uh, we have a really cool creature design um, that's used sparingly. Uh, yes. So it's not overused. You know, it's it gets on the verge of overshowing, but it doesn't quite get there. Uh, and, you know, you mentioned the main character. She's this recovering drug addict that's racked with guilt. Um, I think that she's well written and well acted by Anna Camp. Uh, she's flawed. She makes rash decisions, um, but it kind of it all kind of works within her story arc. Yeah. Um, and like you said, the the role of Abel, played by John Ailes, was really good. 
yeah. in that IMDb score, you know, <laughs> last <laughs> when I had checked, it was like a 4.9 or something. Yeah. And, um, I, I suspect that you and I like this movie a lot more than other people do. Uh, but for me, it was the atmosphere and the story that worked really well for me. So, yeah, the I was, atmosphere is I was a really character. happy. Yeah, yeah, me too. Yep. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I like this. Like you said, it's they obviously had a smaller budget, but uh, they they do a lot story wise with yeah. it. Um, and I was engaged the entire time, so yes, yeah, I can't say that about all the movies I'm gonna be talking to tonight. Uh, talking about tonight, <laughs> yes. so um, yeah, I, I would recommend it for people who like slow burn, atmospheric films. Um, Did you yeah, end up you like liking it song, more like than a dark song? Uh, I think I think a dark song is a better made movie, but it doesn't have that ending that frustrates me. Yeah. You know, so there's a trade-off. Um, so I, 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 they kind of equal out for me. Wasn't a dark way. song, your number one movie that year. Uh, I don't know if it was number one. It was definitely towards the top. Yeah, it was close. It's just, I, I hate the last five minutes, but I yeah. love everything up to that point. Cause it, it's that, that's a movie that gets genuinely creepy. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a movie where they're in a house and the house is getting more and more haunted. And that's the point. <laughs> and they have to stay in there. Um, it's such mm-hmm. a cool concept. Uh, and there's just those great scenes of like, you know, she's hearing her son's voice through the door. But you know, yeah. it's not her son and the things that are being said. Like, those are just great moments in that movie. Yeah. This movie, you know, Fernback doesn't have those moments. But it, it kind of, it, it makes up for it in other ways for me. So I would say that A Dark Song is still overall a better movie, but I can watch Black and not be pissed off at the end. (laughs) Well, I'm really interested because um, I agree with your assessment of A Dark Song. I felt the same way, like watching it. I was so uh, invested and interested in where it was going. And it was getting so creepy right up until like the last five minutes, like you said. And I also didn't like the ending, but um, I think everything that I've heard recently about um what is this called from black yeah mm-hmm. i think the things that i've been hearing people are making that parallel of it being like a dark song but in a lot of people's opinions it seems like you know well a dark song is better so what's the point of watching this one but maybe those people like the ending of a dark song you know and right i don't <laughs> so i think I'm this interested to a see dark song is more thematically consistent I mean, okay. sorry, from black. from black. From black is more thematically okay. consistent. <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Yeah. Um, so I think a dark song is also, just in my opinion, feels like a much more produced movie. This feels very indie. You know what this reminds me of? And I can't believe I can't remember the name, but you know, I'm 50. Um, <laughs> the girl, the girl that got locked in the room by her drug husband. What was that that we watched last year? Oh. Oh, I like a really what, good actress. Uh, Allie, what's your face? What's your mm-hmm. face's daughter was the actress. I can't think of what it's called. I want to call anyway, it like the pantry or something. Yes. <laughs> this is kind of like they almost feel like sister movies to me as far as like budget and the main actress, t- t- you know, carrying the whole movie and everything. Where yeah. to me, this didn't, wasn't um, a dark song, didn't have the late girl from uh, Over the Walking Dead in it. Is that the one I'm thinking of? The wife? From Walking Dead? No, it was an Irish film. Oh, yeah, maybe I think, I'm I think it was Irish, husband. wasn't it? It takes place in Ireland, I'm pretty if sure. If it was Irish, but I remember I didn't know anybody in the movie. Okay, right. I'm thinking they, of they, something. Never they mind. It may not all be Irish, but I think it, it took place in Ireland or something like that. Okay, ignore me then. But 
anyway, if I had to like compare this to anything that I would compare to the, the pantry that we don't know the name of. It is, yeah. this is more horror though. I mean, um, yeah, from, from black is not as polished, but I like the script choices a lot more. Uh, that movie is called shut in. Thank, Thank you. you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> All right. So that's from black getting, getting uh, favorable reviews. So but don't uh, go on with like overblown expectations that yeah. we just blew this thing up. It's, it's a slow burn. It's a no, I don't budget, think he, but, I don't think yeah. you overblew it. No, I don't think okay. you did. But I'm going to say this in like, remember how I said last year, like caveat really got me. It really scared me. This, this did too. I was so surprised by the creature. Maybe it's just me, but I agree with Vin. Like the, when the, even when the creature's on screen, it never is like on screen. It's behind somebody or, you know, something like that. And when it, it took me by such surprise that I literally was like, Oh, you know, so, and I can't say I felt that too much this year. So I appreciate that. Nice. Yeah. It, it's been a, been a slow year. Yeah. All right. Jessica. All right. Well, I might as well bring up the one that we all saw, which was Evil Dead Rise, uh, directed and written by Lee Cronin, who did The Hole in the Ground. I think that was a couple of years ago now. Um, I'm not going to do a real plot summary. The one that they have on IMDb is kind of dumb, so I'm definitely not doing that. But it's basically Evil Dead, but it's set in an apartment building in L.A., terrorizing a family rather than a group of friends and a cabin in the woods. Um, although we do get a little bit of cabin in the woods, uh, wink, wink, which I won't mm -hmm. go into. But, um, yeah, I've seen this twice now. The first time I went by myself on opening night, um, and I was a little little let down only because I had extremely high expectations. Um, this was originally going to come out, I think on HBO max last year, and then they decided to wait so they can give it a theatrical release. So I'm Good really decision. glad they did that. Good decision. Yes. yes, I agree. Yes. Oh my God. It would have been so sad to not see this in the theater. Um, very cinematic. Um, and then the second time I went and saw this with my friend for her birthday and she's one of my friends that I watch horror movies with regularly, but she's kind of like a baby, you know, like in both that she's much younger than me. And also she didn't really grow up with horror. So she's super into it, but she hasn't seen a lot of the classics. So she hasn't seen any she Evil Dead movies. Did she watch like this? No. Uh, no, she's really into them. Uh, okay. It was that her parents wouldn't let her watch horror movies when she was a kid. And so, like, her rebellion was trying to sneak it, like, watches on her tablet under her blanket, you know. Does she through, not through. see things coming as quickly as you do? Is that sort of... Yeah, definitely. But okay, she also, yeah. she just, she said this was the goriest movie she's ever seen. So, wow. that kind of yeah. gives you an idea. Yeah. <laughs> I know she really... Has yeah, she ever she... seen the Evil Dead remake? She hasn't seen any Evil that, Dead movies. That was that was that was a little gorier than yeah, this. Yeah, that one's this really was gory. still. This was still. I mean, there was some pretty, <laughs> some pretty there intense some gore moments. in this yeah. film. Yeah. But we're actually we're gonna start going through all the past ones because she hasn't seen them, and I'm excited. And yeah. when she said this is the goriest thing I've ever seen, I was like, is that good or bad? <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, it was good. I was like, okay, then I'm and gonna make you watch Jessica's all the other. like, let movies. me show you a little movie called Terrifier Two. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> we'll get there one day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but um, on my first watch, I was a little let down. Not total. It's a good movie and it's well made. I was mostly let down by 
some of the CGI because you guys know that I just can't get past that for some reason. And I actually heard um, some fellow podcasters from a pad- a podcast called Girl That's Scary, uh, Cat and Jazz reviewed this and they said that it looks like they have kind of like a filter on their face and it's not the main dead eye but like the kids they have mm-hmm. this kind of weird cgi look to them and i thought that the way they phrase that where it looks like a social media filter was perfect it's like kind of the explanation i'm always trying to come up with when i see mm-hmm. certain movies and i say cgi but it's not like a fake tiger or something you know what i mean it's not like yeah, something yeah atrocious like that where you can really tell it's more of just like yeah instead instead of makeup they're mm-hmm. you know they're using right like, uh, yeah i mean that's just I, I i didn't really get that uh with this film but i, I must it wasn't really you know really looking for it i, I yeah. didn't see that but i, I can i'm sure now that i'll you said that next time I watch it, I'll probably look a little bit, a little bit closer. I it's had like other I things that distracted me, but it wasn't that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it still wasn't terrible. Um, no, I think that I really as, love the yeah. practical effects used in Evil Dead typically. Um, so it's I don't know. It just it takes me out of it. It's like the new It movies. Everybody loves the new It movies. I honestly don't like them because to me it looks like everything has a filter on it. Uh, that, that happens to me. It too that happens with me. Not the first one, but it too. Uh, the de aging especially really distracts me. Um, yeah, I, I can't stand those those scenes. But um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I guess we can all kind of jump in a little bit here. Right? Yeah, we've seen this. Um, yeah, uh, I think you know, as far as I was concerned, it's a really good horror film. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's solid and entertaining. Great gore, right? Um, I love the kind of creepy over-the-top performance of our main deadite um lots and lots of blood some really fun creative choices but all that being said there's something about it that still felt very safe in terms of being an evil dead movie like if you know the franchise there's no real big surprises here at all um and there wasn't enough of like the the kind of cringy uncomfortable type of violence that I would mm-hmm. like from Evil Dead that kind of makes you want to turn away or laugh. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> yeah. at the same time, you know? Um, I wish that more of the kills were shown on screen. Like, there is a really great set piece that you're looking through a peephole to a hallway. Yeah. But I wish that we would have actually... I liked it, but at the same time, there was a lot of carnage going on in that hallway that I actually wish I could have seen. Yeah. You know? Like, it's because it, it, it's another thing that... Sh- there's a lot of things about this that kept throwing me out of the story, though. Like, mm-hmm. that scene also highlights things like um, I get distracted by inconsistent powers and abilities with mm-hmm. characters. You know? Like, there's a moment where, like, a character can, like, tear someone's arms off or throw, like, a 250-pound man through the air, but struggles to open up, like, a door or wrestle with, like, a 120-pound woman all of a sudden. Uh, you know, it's like whatever the story needs at the moment, even if it's not consistent, that kind of stuff irritates me. Um, and, you know, there's little things that just don't really make sense. Uh, like, the opening is really cool, but when you mm-hmm. see what happens to get to that opening... In terms of how much time had to pass, it doesn't quite make sense from what we've seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's and there, there's things with the casting too that I found really distracting. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know, I, I I feel like I guess I should just say it. 
Um, even though I'm always afraid to say things like this because you never know how people are going to react. Um, but for what I, I just have to be honest about what I was distracted by as I'm watching this, it's the casting of a, a transgender actor in a role that's not transgender. Um, and I have to keep pretending that I don't notice, <laughs> you know, so I can like try and like watch the movie. Um, mm. like, I fully support the transgender community, but when it comes to movies, there shouldn't be things that distract me and take me out of the story. But it's it was the the teenage son, mm-hmm. right? But I'm watching the movie and I'm left wondering how old this teenage boy is supposed to be, because he kind of looks effeminate. And even though he's old enough to like drive his siblings around the city, it doesn't look like he's ever really needed to own a razor. And I'm like trying to figure out what's going on with this. Like, and I kept mm-hmm. having this suspicion going through my mind in the film. I'm like, is that a transgender actor? I'm like, what? Because then I'm wondering, like, is the character supposed to be transgender? Like, why is why are we making this choice? You know, <laughs> um, so it just kind of keeps taking me out of the action over and over again. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it's you know, it, it starts feeling a little bit more like stunt casting than. You know, like, was that really the best person for the role? I, I don't know. Uh, but I don't like having things in there that are going to constantly keep taking me out of the film. Um, if it was a transgender character, I th- that would have completely worked for me and I could have forgotten about it. Um, but yeah, uh, I just got to get that off my chest because it's something that just kept distracting me as I'm watching this uh, the whole time because I kept wondering. Um, but yeah, I think that it is a solid entry into the series. It's very much kind of a paint by numbers Evil Dead movie for the most part with a few surprises. Uh, but you know, it, it does feel like a film that was made to test the financial waters of the franchise, you know, like, would this make money? And then Mm -hmm. now that it's made its money, I kind of hope the next film will really push things, um, a little bit more and make the evil dead franchise feel a little bit more dangerous again. You know, that's, I think when evil dead's at its best, it feels like, you know, the, the director is a little bit unhinged. <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. That's, that's always a great feeling. Uh, this yeah. almost felt like Blumhouse made a, a, a evil dead movie. <laughs> to me. That's, you know, just that whatever that is that they do that. Yeah. Well, like they even had to have things like chainsaw, but... like, you know, I understand the fan service of having a character use a chainsaw, but mm-hmm. we've had decades of Ash already. Like you don't need to have a character in this. That's not Ash use a chainsaw. Like I understand it's fan service, but we could yeah. we should have something new now. You know, we've had enough Evil Dead movies at this point. Show I mean, me something new. <laughs> wood chipper, or or what? What, what was that? <laughs> yeah, we we have more. We have more some wood sort of a, equipment. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that was pretty cool. I mean I, that was cool. I. Uh, you know, when I, I left, I, I, was I, I didn't understand why one was in the middle of the city. But, well, I think it seemed like the older gentleman that lived in on that floor in the apartment because he said he had his tools down in his truck. Yeah. So it kind of seemed like he had sort some sort of job. He must have a long know. drive to go to work because yeah. it didn't look like there were a lot of trees around where they lived. But yeah, <laughs> I just I thought it was pretty. It's fun. I'm glad at this point. It's no, still I mean, really hard I know you're it. talking about like it. it like you didn't feel like it was dangerous enough or something like for evil dead. Like, but I thought it was, I mean, I thought it was pretty, pretty rough. I mean, as far as like the kind of violence, um, especially, I mean, the, with, with kids, I mean, um, I, I thought it was, vi- I mean, I don't know if you noticed, but the, the one kid out in the hall gets tore up, gets dead. I mean, you spoiler know, the, alert. 
I'm just saying, I mean, he's not a main character. Nobody cares. Um, but, and, and I just, I was like, wow. And did you I see feel that? Like um, I, under, I feel like I can't understand. Like, I was su- not surprised. I was glad that they were able to kind of go there as far as, like, nobody's safe. You know, except for there is one character I thought maybe they could have really you know, punched it up with that they didn't, but yeah. maybe it'd be too much, but yeah, that would um, be too much. I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But I, I know I've been saying like having a lot of the carnage off screen. Um, they really only play on like one floor of this apartment building. And it's like, why did we take this to a, a giant apartment building? If we're only going to play on one floor of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's very convoluted how they're all like trapped up there. I didn't mind because it's still a fun idea. Um, but yeah, you can, I, I mean, you know, I kind of wanted a little more havoc to be re, yeah. you know, that we're, we're inside an urban setting. Um, but I yeah. love the, like I, said, uh, I, I mean, I don't want anybody to get me wrong here. I like the movie and I had a great mm-hmm. time in the theater and it's sitting really high right now in my 2023 watches. Um, yeah. But still, I, I just had, you know, yeah, I, some, and I love the some uh, minor issues here and there. I love the little homage to The Shining in this. Yeah, yeah. the little homage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Yeah, I'm. I mostly liked it. Um, if I'm rating it against all the other Evil Dead movies, honestly, my order is like as they came out. That's my favorite. Yeah. And so on. So it's my least favorite, but it's like out of a bunch of movies that I love. So I like the um, Evil Dead remake a little more than this, mm-hmm. but not by much. Like, I think this is this was this was a really good time at the theater. It really was. It was a really good time. My, my son and I, my 20 year old son and I went and saw it and we we loved it. So nice. I think, I think that so far this year, I haven't had that experience in the theater with a horror movie. Uh, I'm trying to think this, this might be it. Um, where I've gone to the theater and s- saw heart. Well, we'll talk about another one here in a minute, but, um, like wide release that this is it, this is it. So, uh, even like scream six, I mean, it was, it was okay. But like this, this was <laughs> this was good stuff. So Yeah. And, and Ellie, whoever it was that was the lead deadite, you know, mm-hmm. the mom. Yeah, she yeah. was really good. She was just phenomenal. She was I mean that she just she just flipped the switch and like just the yeah. the look on her face and stuff and just oh man. Like and she looked She looked great, too. Like, I didn't feel like her look at all pulled me out of it. I didn't feel like that there was a filter. Like, she looked dead. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And she was, like, progressively getting kind of worse. And I think she she might be, like, my favorite dead-eyed of all time now. Um, So that's definitely the biggest, like, plus for this movie. You know? Like, if that part of it had failed then maybe I wouldn't have liked the movie as much, but she mm. totally killed it. I was wondering if Ben has seen her in Vikings. I assume you've seen Vikings because you're obsessed with No, I actually have not watched that. You show, haven't? No. Okay, because that's what I knew her from. She's a well, queen Vin would not be able to enjoy that show at all. 
He'd the be sitting there. He'd be seasons, sitting there with a note. Possible, I might get a little bit irritated. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I don't watch a lot of shows. Be, so. What year was this supposed to be? No, they were still writing on papyrus. I don't understand what's you know. <laughs> that's okay. Uh, oh, uh, no, I'm serious. He's 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 that's he's got a. Well, when it comes to but Viking, they played it on the they played it on the History Channel. Well, so I feel like they probably that's a, that's did kind it of a okay. Point against it. <laughs> it's a point. Oh, is it? it? <laughs> yeah. It was probably after Ancient Aliens and before Swamp Loggers or something. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ancient <laughs> Aliens is good. <laughs> it's not history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but it's entertaining. Can I give my uh, controversial opinion of... No, next movie? <laughs> you didn't like it. You no, didn't I, like it. No, that's not true. I right. did like it, but as someone who's not a huge Evil Dead person, anyway, they're not. that's definitely not my favorite franchise. Mm-hmm. I thought this was a great horror movie that they like forced. I didn't feel like it had too much to do with Evil Dead, and so I felt like they like shoehorned some things in there to just remind you, oh hey, this is an Evil Dead movie. Like, look at the book, look mm-hmm. at the chainsaw. You know, like other than that, it's a great horror movie. It, I think they almost feel like they put that tag on. That's it. what I, I meant by like paint by numbers. Like you kind of, <laughs> it made sure to hit all the different check boxes for an Evil Dead movie. When it could have stood on it, I mean, you might have had to tweak a few things, but it would have been a great horror movie anyway. Yeah, and but I just, nobody would have gone to see it. Right, it would have ended like, up being just a VOD. Yeah. Evil Dead brings the, the name and brings people out. And I mm-hmm. I don't mind. I, wasn't it uh, like where it's there's one of like three books? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So and like this, this is one of the up, other yeah. books, and it's this is the same universe. So it, technically, Ash could have shown up, right? I mean, I you know, it, it's just I liked that. I liked. Yeah. It. I liked it too. But you guys were talking at the beginning uh, about how they might might be taking letting people make some more of these. I think this is what you'll have to do with them. You're gonna have to. Ex- you can't keep going back to the cabin, you know, with right. the chainsaw. I think right. you're gonna. But I agree with you guys. I come on, you're in this huge high rise. Let's go here because I mean, it really picked up by the third act. I want to see like oh, yeah. Deadites start infecting like a subway or something like totally. that. Totally. You know? Yeah, I was really, yeah. you know, right. Maybe I was glad that the they, next one. <laughs> maybe. I mean, I was really glad that they changed the setting and that now it's a family, yeah. you know, you feel a little more invested in the but characters. That's, that's what honest, I meant by so I feel like it was testing usually. the waters in a lot of ways. Right. I totally agree with that. But, you know, I did like that little wraparound, uh, you know, the girl in the beginning. and then the mm-hmm. girl I did. It just of... didn't make that much sense that. Right. You know, but it, I, I can't it, I can't say yeah. anything without being spoilery. Right. Um, I agree. It didn't make sense. But that's the only thing in the movie that kind of lets you know that this is happening elsewhere. You know what I mean? Like it, it yeah. could branch out. So I right. was really excited about that. And I, I love feel... that opening title, by the way, too. Yeah. yeah, I feel like, like um, renewed interest in this because, you know, it just felt like remakes to me before of something I wasn't the hugest fan of to begin with. But if they're going to take the story in these other directions, I think I would totally be on board. And I totally agree what you said about the mom. She looks so good. Yeah. And she then was... what you said, I didn't know that was a transgender actor, but I found myself, no matter what was going on on the screen, I kept watching him, him, her, whatever. And now I, I guess I know why something just felt really off and I couldn't quite put my, I didn't know why. I don't know if it took me out too much. I mean, I could still yeah. follow what was going on, but, but I kept look, like, 
was really drawn to watching that person when, and not for like great acting skills. I don't know why. I just felt like what something felt weird. So now well, I guess that, that's it. The, yeah, there, as a teenage that boy that, on that others don't yeah, and, teenage know. boy just you know his his features were pretty effeminate yeah so that's that that's why it was just a little little distracting not i mean they might have had like in the in the actual like universe might have been might have been a transgender, and they just never right. did. Well, that's why I just kind of wish they made the character the transgender, because then I don't have to keep doing mental acrobatics to figure out what's going on. <laughs> yeah, oh, so just say I it mean, and get it over right, with. That's right? what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. For like, me, I kind of feel the opposite way, because I kind of hate that you always have to, like, this person's gay, we have to focus on it, or this person's this, and we have to make some sort of comment about it. Like, I, sometimes I wish they would just let people exist, and we don't have to draw attention to like something that doesn't it's not the only aspect of them as a person or a character so i kind of appreciated it personally but i could understand yeah. how it might take someone else yeah out. but it's not it, but that's not what what i'm saying though right like it, it sounds like you're saying that the, like a character like if they were gay they can just be gay and you don't have to keep calling attention to it right but that character right. would still be gay we're talking about a character that's not transgender but they might be played by transgender but we don't okay, we don't know that they're not because it's a pretty alternative family. They just never mentioned it. Yeah, you know, it, it seems like something that you know you would mention, but like it, you know, I, I can Why see would it how be it mentioned be, in this I can see how it can be distracting for somebody. You know, uh, for me, I I I saw the person and I was like, I wonder, huh? <laughs> and then I was just I was just able to forget about it and just watch the movie. But I can see how it it. You know, it can definitely just keep taking you out. You know, yeah, what I'm well, saying? It's, like, it's like Jessica with like the uh, the filter. You know, yeah. like there's a certain things that you notice, and yeah. you're like, because yeah. mm. the thing is, this isn't the first time this has happened to me. Um, there's been other things that I've watched where it's obviously somebody, an actor who's transgender, that they don't, they're not addressing that, um, and I just have to, I'm supposed to keep ignoring it. <laughs> you know, because <laughs> the character itself is not transgender, so um, yeah, this it, this isn't the first time it's happened. Yeah. That's all. And again, I don't want to come off as anti-trans. That's not what I'm saying here. Yeah, right. Yeah, Yeah, one of my things is when it's like a period piece and they have people of color in an area where people of color didn't like exist. Oh, you mean Bridgerton? (laughs) I haven't watched that, so I don't get it, but... Yeah, just yeah. in I mean, general. It's just like a... You you can be fantasy. Yeah. Historical fantasy, or you can be real yeah. history trying right yes, if it's yeah. like real supposed to be sticking to what actually happened then it pulls right. me out not that i'm right. gonna make a big fuss about it or something and riot but yeah it definitely yeah. i'm like i notice it yeah i mean it's not it's not like ariel being black because she's not real she can be <laughs> pink it doesn't matter you know who cares but yeah, like that one's gonna pretty say like extra ridiculous Mary, queen of scots was black well that might pose a problem you know or yeah you know you're gonna say uh you know whatever uh, a black okay uh harriet tubman uh, let's cast a white lady uh for harriet tubman i mean come on just yeah. do, well, just do if, his, if you're do history be, the way history was if you're trying to actually show history you should yeah. also be honest about race relations at the time yeah exactly. i think that that's Absolutely. i mean as somebody who loves history that's more important than 
giving somebody a happy fantasy about what a historical era was like that it was all inclusive and you know (laughs) look at how diverse they were in medieval england (laughs) you know (laughs) and you just gotta say Um, like if it's not that way then you gotta say this is historical fantasy you right, gotta, right. You gotta, you gotta that's say perfectly that. legit. Like, just make it clear. Fine. That's all. Which is yeah. fine. So. Well, let, let me piggyback on what I said because I don't want to like. I'm not implying at all that this person wasn't a good actor, actress, whatever. And that, it seems a little bit like it could be a missed opportunity because this person did do a very good job. And I, I am a huge trans, you know, supporter of the trans and gay and LGB, all the letters. Um, Unless they don't want to be known as that, let's have some more that are just portrayed so normally that, you know, let them be trans in the movie. I think it would be a choice. They must have chose not to be, I think, because this show just, you know, one of three siblings and how it's just a normal family and everybody's just people. And, and, you know, that they could have, here's an opportunity to do that. And they didn't do that either. So. Yeah. But I mean, I, yeah, I don't want to keep going down that road, but like yeah. I, I, <laughs> I just I, feel, I, I, I wasn't intending I this to be a major sticking negative. point of the conversation. No, no, no. I, I just feel like <laughs> I was just saying why I was distracted yeah. when I during the movie. But I I, I was also distracted. I appreciate yeah. that it wasn't mentioned, like kind of like with Jessica, because I, I I feel like it's it's you know it it can be uh, a little pushed down people's throats. You know, and and I'm I'm not stupid. I understand that gay people exist. I understand that trans people exist. Um, you know, so I don't need it to be like, for instance, like pretty right. much it can, every it can be television very show quickly in a script without it being a message. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that that's all I'm saying. Like it was, I didn't feel like there was like an agenda there. I, I feel like, that's like how you this is a person. Yeah. This is a person could be transgender, could could not be, okay. Uh, and this is not really about that. This is about they're trying to survive the dead eye mm-hmm. attack. So it wasn't about that. And I was like, that's um, I'm I'm glad that that they didn't have to go down that road, you know. So, but well, all right. I think well, that- yeah, all Vin and I are saying though is it was noticeable. Like if the movie Swallow that I talked about last time, which is a very gay centric, they never once men- mentioned that anybody's gay in there. Um, is it Swallow? What was not the yeah game? Swallowed? Okay, sorry. <laughs> I mean that's very, very, very in your face gay, but still nobody says it's not addressed ever. It's just either just normal people acting in a movie. I think Ven and I were just trying to say, no matter what it was, maybe the person had a third eyeball or something. Something about that person <laughs> caught my third attention. Third eyeball. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. It's not you know, the there's just something. That me. There's you know, just something not- about. I'm not that sure you're person. helping me, Sammy. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> That's hilarious. Wow. Right. Well, we gotta move on from now. Evil Dead Rise. Yeah, we're just gonna make it work. I haven't even done my first movie yet. It's ten o'clock and at night, people. Um, all right. Good. Good though. Good movie. Uh my first one is The Pope's Exorcist, starring Russell Crowe. Uh, this is a film that it says at the beginning, like this is based on the diaries or the books of the 
Vatican's chief exorcist, which it, he's a real guy. I don't, I don't know if he's still living or not, but he's a real guy and he did real write real books and had real journals. But then they also say this, this was not an actual account. It's just based on uh, some different experience. And they kind of put it all together and made this, this story. Um, it's Russell Crowe and he, he plays the, the chief <clears throat> um, exorcist of the Vatican and he gets called to a place in Spain. Uh, I think Spain, Spain or Italy. I forget where this, uh, this American family led by the wonderful Alex Esso um, and her two, two children. They come to, I guess her husband died and this Abbey in Spain was left to them. Uh, and it's all that they have. So they're going to move there from America. They're going to have it renovated. They're going to have it fixed up. They're going to sell it. And then they're going to move back to the States. Well, no sooner than they get there, than a demon possesses, you know, somebody, I won't say who, and Russell Crowe is, is brought in. And so the good about this movie looks fantastic. Looks fantastic. It's, it's, it's definitely a Hollywood movie. The cinematography is good. The score is good. The acting is really good. Alex Esso is great. Russell Crowe is good. He's, he's like, he's a, a priest, but he's got a little bit of a humor to him. He's got a little bit of a, an edge to him. Um, and, uh, a little bit of, a little bit of swagger, uh, to him, uh, about, about himself. But, um, so I kind of was like really, really enjoying it up until about the last 20 minutes, uh, because I, I was feeling like it was almost a little bit like exorcist centric. Like it, it was very, um, kind of that kind of vein, uh, where he was dealing with the, uh, the demon, um, in this person and the, and the demon was kind of, uh, recalling, uh, facts about himself, uh, and bringing up things in his life and in his past and his sins. And it was something that he was struggling with. And there was another pe- priest there, same kind of deal. And, and then it just kind of went, kind of went like ultra Hollywood at the very end, like a mm. lot of CGI, um, a lot of like, I don't know, just, people suspended in the air and flying around and just, I was like, I I didn't need that. I didn't need that. Uh, it was, it was just, it was really good up until that. I would still say if you like, um, those, those sorts of films, uh, exorcist type films, uh, that it was, it was well-made. It was well-made and it was pretty good. Just got to realize that the ending is a little, little over the top Hollywood, um, you know, and it, it was very similar to, um, oh, what was that movie I saw at the end of last year? The devil's light or the devil's prey or something. Pray, it was pray a, for the devil, pray for the devil, uh, which I liked. And it was about like 
supposedly the first female exorcist or whatever, that movie was good up until the last 15 minutes. And then it became like a CGI goof fest. So yeah, they don't know how to stick too much. Is that what you mean? Not even just showing too much. It's like, they make it to an action movie instead of a, yes, exactly. They make it into an action movie. And like, that's one of the things about the exorcist that, that is so good. It's like, there's not like an, it's not like an action movie. I mean, the demons like choking him, you know, that's like a, like almost like a fist fight. He's having Mm -hmm. to, he's having to punch this 12 year old girl, you know? And then, and then what happens, you know, when, when he, he forces the demon to come into himself and then he throws himself out the window, that's the climax. Now imagine if, if he would have, uh, you know, floated up in the middle of the air and then, uh, or the 360 view of him and, and like, he's like, it, the walls are exploding and yeah, I, you know, that kind of thing. So, I mean, a, a serious question with that is, do you think the average moviegoer finds that scary? Or do you think most people are taken out of any kind of fear factor at that point? Cause I, that's yeah. the way I am too. Like, yeah. I'm not scared anymore. Now I'm just watching things explode. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm wondering if the average viewer still finds like a wall exploding scary or if they are also, you know, I feel like that any kind of any kind of tension maybe that you've built is gone at that yeah. point. Yeah. I I can't imagine that film goers find it scary. Like hey, maybe there, there were some creepy, goers? scary parts uh, in the first half of the movie. Really was. And then uh, and then but that 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 is not. You know, so <laughs> anyway, I would say it's still it's still something that if you like those sorts of movies, that subject matter, still worth a worth a, a, a watch. You know, and it, it kind of this is not really a spoiler alert, but it, they kind of set it up for like a sequel, like he's being sent to do other things and there's like somebody that's kind of his helper now. And I'm like, I don't think this movie made enough money to get a sequel. I don't know how much money it made, but, um, so yeah. Doesn't anyway. sound like when I'm going to run, run out to watch. I don't know. It's been in the theater a long time. I don't know if there's just nothing else out right now, but mm-hmm. been there for like six weeks. So. The um, most important question is, did we get Russell Crowe or did we get fat Russell Crowe? Oh, it's fat Russell Crowe. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's portly, but he's got that he's got that big uh, that big black priest robe on. So you can't fill really, it up yeah. well. Yeah, it's slimming. Yeah. Yes, there's no slimming <laughs> on there. I'm I'm looking right now. Oh wow. It's made seventy million dollars. Yeah, I think that's, it must be that's doing crazy. Okay. That's crazy. I didn't think I didn't think it would uh, would make that much. Its budget was eighteen million. It so might get a two then. It it might actually get a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> it might actually. But here's the thing. Well, will Russell Crowe, you know, because he demands pretty good a good a good chunk of that. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know. 
So, um, Vin, what's a movie you've been watching? Come on. Uh, we'll bring up something that is, uh, I guess, an issue that you just had. I kind of also had with the movie. Uh, that would be The Offering. Um, came out in the festival circuit last year. Now it's on Hulu, I believe. Um, an American film directed by Oliver Park. Uh, the plot is the son of a Hasidic funeral director returns home with his pregnant wife in hopes of reconciling with his father. Little do they know that an ancient evil lurking inside a mysterious corpse has sinister plans for their unborn child. Uh, pretty solid premise. Um, this is the latest in the crop of kind of Jewish horror that we've seen lately. Uh, and I'm happy to see horror involve different religions and subcultures, though I am a little bit afraid <laughs> that movies will start depicting like Orthodox Jews as like some kind of mystical other, uh, mm. which I'm not confident is a good look, <laughs> given that like anti-Semitism has been on the rise. Uh, mm. You know, I'd like to continue to see Jewish families in horror films, but maybe without the message that these Orthodox communities hold like all kinds of powerful occult knowledge unknown to the surrounding Gentile communities. <laughs> uh, wow. It just feels like a slippery slope. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean that, that sort of thing I think is also ridiculous when they depict like the Catholic church as having all the secret knowledge. But in that case, we're not talking about like a race or ethnicity. Um, so it's not quite as, you know, uh, I, I'm just saying I, I couldn't help thinking about that when I was watching this movie where I'm like, uh, I, I wonder, I wonder where this could go in the future. Um, yeah. Anyhow, this is one of the thoughts that I was having. Uh, I think this is a film that it starts off promising. Uh, the first half has a really great setting. It's it looks good. It's a really you know great cinematography. I think and the the mood. Um, it's got an effective atmosphere of this old funeral home. Um, it also has a really good family drama, and a pretty likable character in the uh, the father figure of Saul. Um, I like that character, and it begins to set up the demon of the story in kind of a haunted house manner which overall I think is pretty well done in the first half. And the score by Christopher Young is really good. Uh, but then in the second half, I think it's kind of like what Mark was saying a little bit. It gets more focused on like a CGI demon. Uh, and it relies more and more heavily on jump scares and these big melodramatic set pieces. Um, overall, I think to the story kind of becomes less interesting and a little more hokey. And all that kind of interesting family drama stuff just completely falls to the wayside. Uh, and that wife character who's pregnant, they don't seem to know what to do with her because at one point she's just like trapped in a window screaming for what seems like 10 minutes straight. Uh, it's like they could have given her more to do, I think. Um, and then you got that CGI demon who looked really good at first in the shadows, but then he's overshone and he starts losing his effectiveness. So, you know, it, I got less and less interested in the movie as it went, uh, which was a shame because I, I kind of really liked that first half. Um, so eh, is it a recommend? Yeah, you know, it's, it's a light one, I guess. Uh, you know, but I, I wouldn't say you have to go out of your way for it at all. All right. A light recommend from yeah. Revenant Vin. Yeah, I need, sort of. I, again, I saw that last year. I don't know how, but I need to go back and rewatch it. Cause I don't, I'm not sure if I ever, I don't finished. know if you need to. That's what I'm saying. No, I'm definitely gonna. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna. I'm definitely gonna because it sounds like something that would be right up my alley. So, mm. alrighty, Tammy. Since I only only have one other movie besides this, I'm gonna do my version of the offering now. Okay, and it'll count as my turn. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. 
in my words, I said, another really great movie I've seen recently is The Offering. This is like <laughs> the corpse of Anna Fritz, but with a Jewish folklore spin on it, which becomes quite terrifying. Uh, the only person I recognize in here actually is Nick Blood. He's the son, husband. Um, I don't know where you guys would know him from. I know him from the Bletchley Circle. He's in Marvel Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I like him. Um, I quite enjoy him. And I liked the, Emily the Wife. I agree with everything else that Ben said. They do overuse the creature or whatever. But at the beginning, like for the first, I'd say like two thirds of it, it's got that you know the their house is actually you know a funeral home and so you get corpses in there and it just had that corpse of anna fritz feel to me which i i really like and i find very scary and i don't know anything about jewishness i don't know how to say that so i i don't know how you know like factual or anything but i found it very interesting just to see um, these, is it Hasidic Jews or Orthodox Jews, whatever, that have the little curls, you know, uh, um, and the beards and all that. Um, just it, their whole dynamic was really interesting. They're kind of like a mob. They kind of like have like a mob mentality. I don't know. It was very interesting. I thought it was really good. Yeah, it had a little bit of a weak ending, but um, I would I would totally recommend it. I don't know if you it's think like a slow like, year or what but i really enjoyed it <laughs> well is it like the first two-thirds of it that you enjoyed was like better than the ending that you didn't like enough to yeah i think so i mean the, i and it's not that i demon really love the ending i just have to say it's not definitely not like um the you know greatest part of the movie but i enjoyed it overall so much that i would still recommend it and as far as 2023 uh, goes it's a pretty strong entry in my opinion so yeah. yep. well i'll watch it and report back and tell I everybody if it's actually it. <laughs> a light recommend or not me too all right jess you're up i am uh, my next movie that i saw was blood from this year uh the director and writer is brad anderson who did the machinist um or i'm sorry he's just a director Oh, no, he's a director and writer. I'm, I apologize. Nope, nope. Back it up. Mm-hmm. Will Homely is the writer. The director is Brad Anderson, who directed The Machinist, which is a movie that I really like. Um, and it has Michelle Monaghan in it. Um, and she seems to be getting into some more stuff recently, which is pretty cool. She's always kind of been around, but she's getting some more uh, bigger roles and a couple of lead roles. Um, but the plot summary is Jess, it's Michelle Monaghan's character, is a separated mother and nurse who moves with her daughter and young son Owen back into her old farmhouse. Shortly after settling in, Owen is bitten by the family dog and seems to have acquired some strange sensibilities as a result, which will put Jess's motherly instincts to the test. Um, have you seen this one, Tammy? Because I immediately thought Tammy will enjoy this. I, I brought this up on the last roundtable. Okay, you did. Mm-hmm. Did you like it? Yes, I liked it very much. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah. yeah, the things that I really like about this, uh, definitely Michelle Monaghan and how far her character is pushed. Um, it really goes into like the darkness that a parent can be pushed to, you know, in order to do what they need to for their kid. Um, in a way that I feel like in other movies like this, they might kind of shy away from or go about it a little more delicately. But this, the horror in this is really 
her character to me. Um, so I really appreciated that aspect of it. Um, I guess it's not really a spoiler. I mean, the movie's called Blood, but it, this is another like kind of fresh take on like vampire mythology. It's another we've been getting that in the last few years where it's kind of like they're twisting the mythology a little bit. Um, which they don't go super in depth into in this. Um, and I don't know if that's good or bad, but I kind of like the mystery of it, of mm-hmm. this area and what was going on. Um, but I would recommend this movie. It wasn't super, you know, fantastic, but I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I felt tense in a lot of areas. There's also um, the character of the daughter who's older than the son and what she has to go through, yeah. like mentally is so horrific. I agree. Really. Yeah. And her performance was really good too. Um, I totally believed her. So I, I think it's worth at least a one-time watch. Um, but yeah, I, I liked blood a lot and this is on Hulu. Yeah. I, it's in my top five of the year. So I mean, it's a, it's a small movie Mm -hmm. like in that, it's not like necessarily like so cinematic, even though it looks great. It's, it's shot. Well, it's not cheap. Um, but it, it's, it's more about the story. Yeah. You know, it's about the story and that's the horror of it. So there's not going to be a ton of like crazy, you know, action sequences and, and gore and that kind of stuff. It's, 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 yeah, that's what I liked about it. It was that family mm-hmm. dynamic and the parent, you know, what, what would they do for their child? And yeah, so yeah. I definitely, definitely enjoyed it. And, and in a weak year so far, <laughs> it, it's, it's in the top five for me. So, <laughs> all right. Um, I'm gonna, I'll say you, I'll save the one for you. Cause it's your last one, right? Tammy Mallory. Yeah. Mm-hmm, I'll, yeah. I'll say that for you. Oh, um, you. even though I won't have one. <laughs> That's all right. Um, Candyland. Did you watch your, this one yet, Vin? Uh, no. Like I said, I tried watching yeah. it. At one yeah. Point, I but I haven't gotten back wrong. to it yet. It was in Russian. So yeah, like, yeah it's not going to work. I just, uh, this, this is a, a story about, um, I guess Candyland would be like the 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 nickname for like the truck stop um, world there of prostitutes, and it follows this this group of prostitutes that hang out at this hotel slash truck stop or whatever. And, Did they use uh, the term lot lizard by any chance? <laughs> I don't remember if they said that or not, okay. but that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Um, and uh, so it's three three girls and a and a guy, and then they've got like this lady who's kind of like the pimp or whatever, and um, and then there's there's this girl that uh, is normally with the, uh, this um, religious. Uh, group that comes by and, and looks down on them and tries to proselytize them and all that. And, and um, she actually shows up one day and, and she kind of becomes one of them. It's almost like she infiltrates them or whatever. And I, I won't tell you what happened, but there's 
a bunch of killing and stuff. Uh, there's really no good gore. The killing is is pretty like like I'm gonna stab you with a very short knife in the stomach. Ooh, like that's really scary. Like you know, I, I, I don't know. Um, and it just didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, I, I also I wrote this down. Uh, this is really the grossest movie. I've seen in quite a long time. And I don't mean that as, as in like gross as in the, the, the gore makes gross, gross as just in the treatment of the, of the material. Like, like, okay, we know what, uh, these ladies and this gentleman, we know what they do or whatever, but just the, the language they use in the, in the, um, just the, th- I, I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. Um, you just have to watch it With, within the first 10, 15 minutes. You'll understand what I'm saying. Just the, their treatment of, of certain topics and stuff. It's just, it's just pretty gross, you know? And, um, I just didn't enjoy it at all. And I, I don't, and I'm hearing like a lot of people think this is a top movie of the year. And I'm like, hmm. uh, no, no, it's not. So did you see this at all, Tammy? No, okay. I haven't even heard of it. So I'm the only one that saw it. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not uh, going to see it now after that. <laughs> I mean, you gotta, you gotta make your own form, your own opinion, but I just, Yeah, I'm interested to see this one, but I'm sure it's unsettling. (laughs) Uh, Not even just unsettling. Like I, I, I'm not. I understand what happens or what goes on, uh, you know, with prostitutes at a truck stop. But I'm, I'm just saying, like the, the, it's over the top gross. In their depictions of things and the things that they say and and the things that they show, um, it's just over the top gross. And I'm, I'm I don't know. That's just that's just me. So, uh, Candyland, no, say no to candy. <laughs> uh, Vin, last time through because this is a, uh, it's almost ten thirty and market has to go seepy. Yeah, so. <laughs> Uh, I got one that's not gross, but I got something about it that irritated me. So it's mm. a little bit similar to what you were talking about. And that's Kids versus Aliens. Did anybody else watch this one? Not yet. No. It's on, it's on no. Shudder, right? Yeah. It's okay. So um, directed by Jason Eisner uh, and co written by him. Um, the plot is I copied and pasted this somewhere. Here we go. Uh, with Gary and Samantha's parents out of town on Halloween weekend. A rager of a teenage house party turns to terror when aliens attack, forcing the siblings to band together to survive the night. Sounds like a lot of fun, right? Uh, It should have been more fun than it was, I gotta say. Uh, For me, it's one of those movies that kept missing the mark over and over again. I kind of kept wondering who the target audience was for this movie. Um, The title sounds kid-friendly. And, like, we have a group of kids who inexplicably have full access to an abandoned but very well-kept barn where they make, like, wwe inspired movies uh which all sounds like kind of a movie for young people but we also have the f word spoken about every 20 seconds at least and that's not an exaggeration it is 
constant. Uh, every other word sometimes. It's just the F word. The kids are saying it. The teenagers are saying it. It's just constant. And maybe I'm getting old. I mean, I'm not like over the hill 50 like Mark right now. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. he just had his birthday last week. That's why I'm picking on him. But um, <laughs> I, was, I was so sick of hearing the F word. Like, it feels so forced. Like, yeah. almost everything else in this movie feels forced, too. Um, and it was just completely overdone. It just became an irritant. And I nearly mm. turned the film off. Like, my ears are not virgin. Um, <laughs> and I appreciate <laughs> profanity as one of life's spices. Uh, but this film uses it like it had just discovered it that day. You know, oh, and it had so to constantly I, use it. IMDb, oh. under the profanity, you know, normally they'll say, you know, there were 14 uses of this word. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Nearly every sentence has the F word. Seriously. I mean, it's and, okay. So you have that, right? Uh, the, you add to this, the plot is really simplistic. Um, and even at an hour, it's only an hour and 15 minutes. So it's 15 minutes shorter than a regular film. And it still has that many F words. Right. Um, <laughs> and even at that point, it feels stretched too thin. Uh, so like there were some moments of fun gore here and there, but they're just not enough for me to really recommend the film. Like I was just, yeah. you know, I, I, I couldn't have fun with it anymore. And like I said, I don't, I don't think it's just me getting too old. Like, you know, I have kids, yeah. you know, I, I teach kids. <laughs> yeah. It's not just that. I don't think, um, you know, it's like they watched it and they saw Richie swear a few times and they thought, Hey, that's great when these kids swear. And, uh, we need to have them do that every other word basically yeah. uh, so that's all the kids oh yeah it's just it, it is just non-stop it's not just the kids and the teenagers are doing it and you're just like come on can we say at least one line without throwing it out there like why does it have to be there all the time um so it's just it seemed like a conscious choice to have mm -hmm. this and maybe they thought it was funny but oh, i mean the yeah. tagline is f, f space. space i know i saw that and i'm like well that makes sense there um they must think that the word is funny i don't know but i <laughs> I didn't get the joke. Um, so, yeah, I can't really recommend this. I I just did not enjoy it. I wanted to. You know, uh, it's yeah. it's a fun idea. Um, but uh, yeah. by the end of it, I'm like, I can't wait for this thing to be over. And it was only an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. Oh. It's, uh, one of my, it's one of my pet peeves as well. Yeah. I was going to yeah. say, not, that's not distracting. That, not that, yeah. Not that, like, I've never heard curse words before, you know. And I'm not, you know, I'm not the guy. I don't. You know, I don't really curse. So you would think that I would be like, well, I, I can handle it because I know like it, it's yeah. just part. Yeah, but and we like, know the kids curse too when they're together. But just like, but like the amount. You know? Yeah. The amount of it. I'm like real people don't speak like this. Yeah. Right. So they Mark, just you, don't. When you watch it, like just keep a timer handy for how long it takes you to get irritated with it. I'd be curious to know. <laughs> well, if you turn this into if a it's, drinking if it's game, every you sentence, go to I'm going to tell you it's going to take me about 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah. If it's every <laughs> sentence, if if f if f or fn is just an adjective, you know, yeah. it's not. It's a filler word that just yeah. has to be thrown in there every single time. Yeah. Can't can't do. Yeah. It. Um. So anyway, uh, onto a better movie. I did watch Cocaine Bear. Um, yes. Directed by Elizabeth Banks. Uh, and inspired by a true story, I guess. I didn't know about the story ahead of time, but about a bear that OD'd on cocaine that dropped from a drug smuggling plane. Um, but instead of this character, this bear like ODing and dying, it goes on a murderous, crazy rampage whenever it comes into contact with a, a, an ensemble of pretty colorful characters in this oh. national park. 
It was um, hilarious. Yeah, and we got obviously have a CGI bear. The CGI is pretty good. You can definitely tell it's CGI, but yeah. it's this is also a horror comedy. Yeah. So I just don't see in those situations. I don't get distracted. If you want yeah. me to take this movie seriously, yeah. you know, then I wouldn't be able to do it. But if it's a horror comedy, then right. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine with it. I mean, uh, think about think about like like Sharknado, but actually good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's that kind of thing. It's so over the top, stupid. Right. But yeah, it's, the kills it's are so over good. the top. It's oh, yeah. fun. Oh, Most good. of the humor works pretty well. You know, I I didn't consider it like laugh out loud sort of comedy. No, but I I was smiling. You know, Although, I had a, I, a few. I did laugh out loud a couple of times. I did. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. were times I feel like the movie was just kind of a step too slow in the delivery of the of what was going on. Like it was kind of losing its momentum at times. Um, but overall, I had a really good time with it, and um, and it was nice to see Ray Liotta in his last role. So yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Cool so I think I had one more here. Yeah, okay, and, and a spoonful of sugar. Um, mm. Anybody else see this one? No, yeah, but it's on my list. Yeah, um, I think I talked so, about it the last time we had a. Did you? Okay, roundtable. Yeah. So directed by uh, Mercedes Bryce Morgan, uh, the plot of this film it centers around a. A college student who takes a job caring for a sickly child, um, only for things to go horribly wrong when she offers him some of her own medication. Uh, so this is the type of story that kind of peels back the layers and reveals that things that seemed innocuous in the beginning actually have more sinister and disturbing truths. Uh, the director kind of tells the story with, a, I think, a really good visual style, uh, really effective por- uh, performances. There's a... Morgan Saylor as Millicent. She's kind of our main character. Um, and I liked it a lot. Uh, my main criticism would be the story is it's pretty thin. Uh, maybe a little bit too thin at times. Like the revelations take a really long time sometimes. <laughs> like they really take their time in coming. Uh, mm-hmm. But overall, I did enjoy the film. And I think it has some terrific images. Uh, especially during the end credits. Had some really cool... Um, uh, I keep saying images. But you know these visuals that it's using. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's the sort of film that I'm going to keep like returning to, but I I liked it quite a bit. Um, I'm glad that I watched it. Yeah, yeah I agree. I liked and it a lot too, and the end credits yeah. were really great. And mm-hmm. uh, without spoiling anything, that one of the things that I typically enjoy is like a story within a story, which is kind of going on here. And I think that that was like my favorite aspect of it. Um, and yeah, it's very, very visual. It kind of reminded me of like an amateur version of Terry Gilliam or something. <laughs> the way some of the the visuals looked and how some of the shots were shot. Um, but yeah, I, I really liked it too. Yep. Uh, another top five mm. for me mm-hmm. so far. I better get on it. <laughs> and that's the last movie. All right. Tammy. Bring it up. Um, oh, okay, I'll do mail them. Um, yeah. This is, uh, I thought I was about the only person that saw it, but apparently Mark saw it too. Um, they going straight, girl. <laughs> I had to like go down by Nashville to see it. but um, So this is a reimagining of The Last Shift, which is a personal favorite of mine Is in my rewatch. I probably watch it like once a year at least. Mm-hmm. Um, the plot, in case you don't know, is a rookie police officer willingly takes the last shift at a newly decommissioned police station in an attempt to uncover the mysterious connection between her father's death and a vicious cult. Um, 
so I'm just going to say it. I, I last shift was so perfect. It didn't need to be remade. And this is like literally just, I mean, is it the director, whoever, I mean, he made a conscious decision to remake it with, cause he had some money now. And um, I just don't think it needed to be done. And I thought the first, you know, it's, it's pretty much one girl that carries the whole movie. And I just liked the Julia Harkavy from the last shift much better than this Julia, Jessica Sula. Um, although she did fine. Yeah, it, 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 whatever. I mean, if you like, <laughs> if you agree with me that last shift was as good as I think it is, then there's no reason really for you to see it. Mark, you can say whatever you want to when it's your turn. Um, so I'm queen of the series. Yellow Jackets is back and it's somehow gotten better. I didn't think they could, but it is in my opinion. Um, From is back, which I haven't started yet. Uh, Love and Death, which is uh, Jessica and I talked about the they made it Hulu made their version of it last year called Candy about that wife that hacks up her rival with an axe and uh, now it's on HBO Max and it's really good and it stars Jesse Plemons who I really like oh I love him I, I've I've been watching it as well did did you know that like that was already done like two years ago on um i don't know if it was hbo this is hbo right yeah i forget i don't know if it's cinemax or something but jessica beale yeah that's what i was talking about me and just me and our jessica brought up that was called candy that was on yeah last year and i'm trying to go back because i'm loving love and death yeah i'm trying to i'm trying to go back to watch candy and it's a whole different like they're both excellent but way different flavors but i think i i liked candy so much i wasn't even sure about this i i really did watch it for because the cast looks so good it's excellent but they're both they're both excellent but very different elizabeth Mm -hmm. olsen is awesome she's so good yes she's really really good um okay so and then is anybody else besides me watch dead ringers i started it i think i'm like three or four episodes in um so here's what I said. Man, can I just say Rachel Wise is killing it in this? Uh, I am not a prude. I am not a prude. But wow, you are, I think it's on purpose, made to feel very, very uncomfortable. I mean, the opening, back me up here, Jessica, the opening scenes is babies being birthed. And I don't think as humans, we don't see that. I don't think till you get into the room to have a baby, you're just never like actually see this going on. And it's just one right after. I mean, pretty it's graphic. Mostly, yeah, very, very. Gra- I mean, I, I guess it's it's like this normal human, you know, process. Right. Already, but it's just shocking to have it be the whole screen. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's a lot of the, especially the first episode. It's just like the whole episode is just watching babies come out in every think, way that they can. It's it's a very female centric, and I think what they're trying to show is what women go through in a very honest way for once. Because I I really think that the whole birthing process is really sugared down. That oh you my know, god, so are, much. You know, like in what, Hollywood. Yeah. No. So beautiful. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's beautiful, but it's definitely not no, what you're it's here. disgusting. It's totally different than what you think. But just, and even they, you know, just the whole, like, the stillbirths and miscarriages and C-sections mm. and bir- just all of that stuff is just handled very honestly. But then you have Rachel Wise, 
I, I know I'm not dumb. I, I know how they must be doing like a split split screen or whatever, but her talking to herself, this thing is so seamless. I've, you know, I've seen this done so many times in lots of movies, but whatever they're doing here, it, it's incredible that she's playing both of those parts. It's just really, cause they're, the two sisters are so different. And yeah, yeah I think I'm with you. Just, I think I, how many, I might be on like five or six. I don't know how many episodes there are. I think I might be a little farther than you, but mm-hmm. the, it's just so messed up. Like, <laughs> I don't know how to even explain it. It's just, you, you feel uncomfortable like the whole time, but yet you're fascinated by what mm-hmm. you're seeing. At least that's how I feel. Yeah, I agree. Not just by all the baby stuff, but just by no, some no, of the characters. It, and... it, yeah, the story goes on from there and emerges yeah. on some other things. But um, yeah, wow. I mean, it's incredible. It, and that it's just a TV show. It, it's, it looks like, great. It looks so man. good. <laughs> I mean, I'm glad they did a series because it would have been pretty truncated and short to try to make a movie. But yeah. Um, it's worthy of like a theatrical release. I don't know. It just looks amazing. So even if you're not totally interested in the story, I would tell everybody to just like tune in and watch. Maybe don't watch the first, don't watch episode one. Watch all the babies getting born. Yeah, no, no, no. Just, just watch uh, Rachel acting in here, the two parts. And, and just so you can see how amazing it is. And, and the, as far as the horror goes, it's not like, Rawr, stabby stab it's sinister horror you know more like i would say would you say jessica it's not like i mean it's definitely horror but it's not like scary raw kind of horror yeah it's very like psychological yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's really good i love rachel yeah. weiss yeah she's just incredible and i think yeah that's it for me all right jessica all right let's see i also watched nocebo on shutter i think it came around around the same time as spoonful of sugar um i did like it i didn't think it was super amazing but there were definitely a lot of aspects that i appreciated uh some of it was like pretty easy to see coming um but it didn't really bother me i still enjoyed it Um, i like the two actresses i thought the two actresses were really good yeah, I was going to say my girlfriend's in it, uh, Eva Green. Um, so it was really fun to see her play this role. Um, I love her and everything that she does, but this was definitely a new kind of role for her. But um, let me, I guess I should give like a little synopsis for people because I'm trying to formulate one in my brain and it's not coming. Um, let's see. A fashion designer suffers from a mysterious illness that puzzles her doctors and frustrates her husband until help arrives in the form of a Filipino carer who uses traditional folk healing to reveal a horrifying truth. Um, so yeah, it's a little folk, horror-y, kind of witchy stuff going on. Um, might also kind of have that problem that Vin was referring to earlier with uh, what they were doing with uh, Jewish people and the offering. You know, it's kind of like the mystical, dark-skinned person. Can we not? But, um, <laughs> but it was it was pretty it was pretty good. Uh, in this year, it was okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. We keep we keep saying that there's not a lot of great stuff coming out. So, for this year, it was entertaining enough. Um, but like I said, there's a lot of things that you can kind of like see coming. That's probably like the the biggest negative, I guess, for it. But. Um, I wasn't expecting too much from it, so it's fine. 
Um, I watched We Have a Ghost on Netflix, which is not horror at all. It's like a family romp kind of comedy thing. It was cute, but it was kind of really cheesy, uh, to be completely honest. It's like a haunted house movie. You all can skip it, but it was okay. Um, I watched Swallowed, because I don't think I've actually gotten to talk about that on here. I've just messaged Tammy about it, uh, but that one's pretty awesome. Um, I, yeah, uh, I watched Kill Her Goats, which is a pretty terrible movie, but I just love, I just got to get a couple of terrible movies in a year, you know, <laughs> it just get, it gives me something that these other movies can't, um, but it's pretty bad. Like I also watched Velocipastor and Jesus Christ Vampire Hunter. Those are preferable <laughs> to Kill Her Goats. I like Velocipastor. Uh-huh. I did too. I was like very surprised at how good it was. <laughs> um, so Killer Goats is it great? It's like the acting and the dialogue is pretty bad, um, but I don't know. It's kind of fun, anyways. Um, I also watched a movie called Leave, and I swear that I liked it, but every time I try to think about it, I can't remember anything about it. I hate that. Isn't that weird? But I swear when I watched it, I was like, well, this is so good. Um, A young woman tries to find her origins after having been abandoned as an infant at a cemetery wrapped in a cloth with satanic symbols. But as she gets closer to answers, a malevolent spirit is telling her to leave. Um, Oh, yeah, there was some, like, metal in this movie, so that might be why I liked it, too. Um, But I literally can't really remember anything about it. Um, I think she eventually finds her family. She finds some of her family, and it ends up, like, going down a dark and twisted road. Um, Is her dad Satan, I hope? I don't remember, but I don't think so. (laughs) If you got Satan stuff on your baby blanket, you know? Yeah, I... (laughs) I'm going to have to rewatch this because I know that I liked it. It just, I know it felt kind of like two different movies in one. You know, like the first half was her just trying to find out who she is and where she comes from. And she's got like her parents were in like a metal band and stuff. I think it's like Swedish or something. Um, so I think I recommend it. But don't hold me to it since I can't remember. I think I do. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, one that's uh, on my short list to watch. I just haven't. I haven't gotten around to it. Yeah, I'm afraid that maybe I didn't like the end ending. And maybe I was like, erase, delete. Um, but lock it out. Yeah, I'll rewatch it and see. Um, and then other than that, I've just been watching a ton of shows too, like Tammy. So I watched the first season of Severance on Apple TV Plus, which is amazing. Yeah, it's, that's very good. It's more, it's not like straight up horror. It's more dark, kind of like sci-fi, psychological. But it is like the music and the visual and sound quality and everything. It's so cleverly written. Um, It's mostly directed by Ben Stiller, which is weird. Um, But he's doing a great job. I I think everyone should watch that show. It's so good. I can't wait till season two comes out, which it has been approved for. Not canceled. So, um. I watched The Servant in its entirety um, because I've been wanting to guys always talk about The Servant. I'm like, I got to watch that. You've watched all of it? I watched all of it. Are you glad you did? Did I beat you? Yeah, I'm still in season two. 
Oh, okay. Did you see that that uh, the Mrs. Turner shows up? Are you watching Yellow Jackets? Yes, I am. Does Mrs. Turner shows up as the, am I telling in my my way ahead of you? I haven't seen the last episode because they went on a two week hiatus and I fell off. So I haven't seen the one that came out last Friday yet. Well, I love that whoever she is that plays Mrs. Turner in in that she plays mm -hmm. Van the the grown up Van in Yellow Jackets and I just oh yeah 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 yeah. Um, oh my God, why can't I, I love her, oh, uh, so Lauren, pretty. Lauren yeah. Ambrose. Yeah. That, yes. Yeah. I'm one of those people that love six feet under. Um, I know everyone makes fun of us. Okay. But that was like my first favorite, like real show when I was growing up and I loved her in that. So I haven't seen I that, but I, 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 absolutely... I think it's just, What's it has this reputation of being pretentious. And so people that like it are therefore also pretend this was like, when those kind of shows didn't exist yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I like it. Yeah, I love Six Feet Under. Um, what else did I watch? Oh, yeah. So I did like I did like The Servant, except the ending is a little problematic for me just because of M. Night Shyamalan's background. Um, I think it kind of taints the bigger meaning of everything. I, I don't want to spoil anything, but is I did like it. Have they completely finished it? Yeah. Yep. I think they must have because it seems yeah. pretty wrapped up. No, okay. it, it is. I, I can tend for that, yes. They <laughs> did. All right. It's yeah, done. I need, to, I need to finish it. So it is an incredibly slow burn show. You know, you don't get a lot of information like for a very long time. So it's probably not for everybody, but I really enjoyed yeah. it and I was just like binging it. Uh, once I finally got into it, I think it would be more palatable now that the whole thing is available because that you wait so long, you wait seasons for information, not just like yeah. episodes, you know, so you really right. have to commit to it and stick through it yeah. for the payoff. Yeah. Now um, that it's, now that it's complete, I'll, I'll binge it. Okay, good. Um, I watched Swarm, um, Swarm, where's Swarm playing? I think it's on Prime. It's Prime, and I, I was gonna. You told me to watch it. And I was gonna start it, but then I got sucked into Dead Ringers, so I'm still okay. gonna watch it. But it's really fun and messed up. Um, I love it. I just, I love Donald Glover. He's so amazing. Everyone knows that my name, Amateur Destroyer, basically comes from Childish Gambino. So, gotta give him props. The show is really. It's like based on crazy Beyonce fans and they call themselves the hive. That's kind of like the seed from which this crazy story comes from. Um, and it's just wild. It's wild, but I love the way it's shot. Um, and the main actress in that, I don't have her name written down, but she is phenomenal. So fun to watch. Um, and then other than that, I finally watched the first season of From. And I really liked it. Yeah, really excited to see where it's going. <laughs> yes. And for people who haven't watched From or don't know what that is, it's like these people get trapped in this weird, mysterious town, and there's monsters that come out at night. And other than that, I don't want to spoil it. But you know, obviously, they're trying to figure out what the heck's going on. Um, and by monsters, can I just say these things are freaking terrifying? I don't know what they are, and it's very Twilight. Zonish with but horror, I think, is a good way to if, if yeah. that appeals to you at all. Right. I mean, and whenever you do get them, 
makers of lost right i think and it's it's kind of got oh. that that flavor. i don't know i never finished lost so i know it made people mad at the end but it's just a lot of that why why are we here and what's happening yeah i really like it and every time you're kind of given a nugget of information you're just like oh wow this opens yeah. up so many weird possibilities what's going on vin feels very left out with the tv show Speaking. Sorry, Vin. Don't you, no, Vin? All right, do better next time. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> all right, I'm done. That's it. All right, my last one uh, is just uh, piggybacking on Tammy's uh, movie Malum. Um, it, yeah, it's it's the same director from Last Shift, which, if you remember, 2015 uh, that came out and. Guys, it that long ago already? That's like eight, yeah. eight, eight years. Oh my! God. I don't know. I don't know if it was made in 2015, came out in, in 16, or what. I know that the date on IMDb is 2015. So, mm -hmm. but I would say this: that movie, um, I was so into that movie because it was, uh, it was out of nowhere. You know, it was just out of nowhere. Just no name director. Uh, I threw it on, you know, because that was in, you know, it was in the middle when I, I was watching six, seven, eight hundred movies, horror movies a year, wading through so much crap. And then I threw that one on and I was like, holy crap, this is yeah. really good and scary. Yes. Uh, so still holds up, still, still is really good. Um, so I guess this guy got more money to, like you said, to remake his own film. But it is not necessarily a shot-for-shot shot remake. Uh, there, there are some differences. Um, if you ask me, the scariest scene in The Last Shift was the body bag scene. I don't know if you remember that. Uh, that is not in this movie. Like I'm like, I'm, I'm waiting for it, and I'm waiting for it. It's mm -hmm. not in there. Um, but there, I mean, it's acted well. It looks great. Looks, it looks does. like yeah. he had a lot of money. The yeah. gore, the yeah. gore is really good. Special effects. Um, yeah. You know, it, if I had never seen Last Shift, this would get a much. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. Mm -hmm. If you want to see this movie, and I believe it's, it's like I said, it's it's able to be rented right now on Voodoo. Um, and you've never seen the last shift. Maybe you've never even heard of the last shift. Go ahead and watch it. And, and I guarantee you, you'll probably really like it. And it's yeah. very tense and very scary. And in a lot of um, different places, I need to go back and rewatch last shift and see which one I really prefer. But I, I'm almost positive. I'm going to prefer last shift. Um, mm -hmm. But because it's a little bit more gritty, a little bit yeah. more, you know, unpolished. I don't know why directors think they have to polish the yeah. the films that like it, it was great the way it was. But again, it's not bad. It's not as bad as like um, them uh, redoing um, uh, Cabin Fever. After, no, no. After it's not, when, we, it, when I said it was like it's Cabin Fever was like um, it was almost word for word. It was word. It was. It yeah. was scene for scene, the same exact yeah. movie. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, this isn't doing? like that. Does somebody <laughs> just have money to throw down the toilet? <laughs> um, so it, even if you have seen The Last Shift, this is worth seeing. 
a uh, little bit, little bit different interpretation. The ending's a little bit different. Uh, it, it's, it's different enough to where you're not going to be, oh, this is what's going to happen next. Oh, this is what's going to happen next. But, uh, yeah. Jessica and Vin, have you both seen Last Shift? I have not. I have never really heard anyone talk about it, and the cover always looked kind of cheesy to me. What? So Yeah, the, no. cover, the cover doesn't look great. It, no. it, it doesn't. There was not a ton of money behind that that first movie. I but almost the cover feel, has nothing to do with the movie. Like, I almost all, feel really. like um, Vin. Have you seen it? Yeah, but it's been quite a few years now. Yeah, because it's you, Jessica. I would say watch the original first. Mm-hmm. Watch the original first, and then you can watch the remake and and kind of compare and contrast because if you watch this one and you go back to a movie that's not quite as polished you might not but you know pop it in like it's oh i just found this great indie movie that no one's ever heard of and (laughs) see what you think of it but okay i think think you'll like it yeah yeah the it doesn't pass the um the the cover test (laughs) (laughs) looking cover art yeah so all right well i think that's gonna do it um let's go ahead and uh give our little uh plugs taminator where can people find you um on facebook but i've kind of been staying off of there because i've been getting scary crazy friendship requests again and lots of instant Direct messaging, nobody's getting my drift. So, but if you oh, really man. need me, you can uh, catch me in our Facebook forecast page. That's if I go on, I usually go on there. Must be that uh, the hair, the gray hair. People are like, people are like, I look. Silver fox now. That's funny. I have a little cartoon clown as my picture on Facebook. So, no, it's okay. Already then. Jessica, where can people find you? Uh, on Instagram, I'm amateur.destroyer. On Twitter, I'm at amateurdestroyer. On Facebook, I'm Jessica Schmidt. And on Letterboxd, I'm ashy underscore slashy. Vin. On Facebook, it's Vin Horrorcast. On YouTube, it's Revenant Reads. And on Instagram, it is, I think, Revenant underscore Vin. Right. Uh, if you would like to email us, you can do so at asktheharcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at the HCast and on Instagram at the Horrorcast. That's going to do it for this episode of the Horrorcast, where it's all killer, no filler. Stay scared.